Homeschooling isn't just about education. It's about your kids, it's about your family, and it's about a lifestyle. Hi, my name is Jackie and I'm the founder of Homeschool Think Tank. The Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast is about community, family, education, and life. I believe that these are the things that matter to homeschool families. Tune in each week and let's talk. I'll bring you a message from my heart, an expert interview, or an interview with the ultimate homeschooling experts, homeschool families like yours. Remember to check the link in the show notes below and you'll find an article that corresponds with this episode. Finally, remember to visit homeschoolthinktank.com for more information about how we serve homeschooling families. All right, let's get started with this week's episode. So today I am interviewing a homeschooling mom and you will hear from time to time little ones running around in the background. But considering this is homeschool think tank, we all have children. I think you'll understand and it's not too bad, but I just wanted to acknowledge the little bit of background noise. And I also want you to know if you are a homeschooling parent who would love to be on our podcast at some point reach out to me because I really do love interviewing homeschooling parents. And all you have to do is go to homeschoolthinktank.com, drop down to the bottom of the page, and there's a contact button. There's all the info you need to get in touch with me. All right, let's get started with this week's episode. Today, I am interviewing Alyssa Wolf, and she is from Your Unbusy Life Dot com. And Alyssa just reached out to me to ask if she could be on the podcast. And after taking a look at everything that she had on her website, or a good deal of it, I can't say everything, but I decided, yeah, I would love to interview her. So we are really just meeting today. And Alyssa, you are a homeschooling mom too, correct? Yes. Now, how long have you been homeschooling your children? Well, since the beginning. So... Oh, does that make it like eight years or nine years? Something like that. Okay. So your oldest is nine. My oldest is 13. Or, or 13. I didn't, sometimes I'm not sure if people include like from birth or just yes. the kindergarten years, because if you've always known, you might be just thinking, yeah, I've always homeschooled my kids. So, okay. So 13. And what had you wanting to homeschool your kids? Well, I'm a second generation homeschooler. So my mother homeschooled me and my brother, my husband's parents homeschooled him. So it was almost like we'd be going against the family culture if we didn't. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's actually awesome. Now I have a whole bunch of other questions to ask you. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Can I ask you a few? Yeah. About your experience as a homeschooler? I did not know Alyssa was homeschooled herself. So we're going to get to all the things about... Here's what we're going to talk about in a little bit before we go there. We're going to talk about delegating to your kids and delegating things so that you're not doing it all. And I'm guessing that you probably learned some from your mom. So let's start with that. Why did you, your parents homeschool you and how was it for you as a homeschooled kid? My parents did it because even back then they weren't thrilled with the school's quality of education and somewhat of the culture. So my mother was a teacher. So she kind of knew from her own experience 
some kids getting the short end of the stick when they need more help learning to read, um, academically gifted children getting told, okay, just entertain yourself while I go handle all the people who need help filling out their sheet. They were also considering going on the mission field. So a lot of times you would need to homeschool or else put your kids in boarding school. They didn't like the boarding school option. So they were preparing in case they needed to homeschool. And I'm not really sure. Maybe she was just really countercultural and she really wanted to do it and felt she could. And what she told me was, just try it kindergarten. How bad can kindergarten be? You really can't screw up a kid doing kindergarten. And if you feel like you failed, well, then just put them in school next year. It's just alphabets and numbers. You know, it's not a big deal. I actually agree. <laughs> so, and so that's, that's how it started. So you never went to public school at all then? Never. First school was taking community college courses distance. So first in-person was college. Oh, wow. And what about your husband then? He was homeschooled starting like third grade. So he went to a public school in a really low ranking state where the teachers didn't even use correct grammar themselves. So he would come home and tell that to his parents. And his mother is gifted in the STEM fields. And she was just sort of horrified at what he was being taught or not taught. And I can do this better. <laughs> so his, all his younger siblings started then from homeschool all the way. And he was the oldest. Yes. Okay. Oh, how interesting. So I'm going to, we're going to get to your other stuff, but I, when I get to talk to somebody who was homeschooled themselves, I have so many questions. So what were the greatest benefits? What were the biggest downfalls that you could, that you felt as a homeschooling kid? And maybe you felt that as a homeschooling kid, but as you grew up, even if I would be interested, if your perspective stayed the same or changed, so what do you think? What were the hardest? Let's start with the hardest parts about homeschooling as a kid, if there were. Yeah, I didn't really think there were any. Um, I'm an introvert and my younger self was very shy. So I liked the fact I didn't have to deal with a bunch of kids and getting bullied. Okay. So. Yeah. And that, that was you, you had no desire to go to school. <laughs> no, not at all. It was to me, it was a scary place. So I was glad that it was never on the table to be pushed into. I hated change, new situations, and we moved frequently. So the idea of going to enough. a new school every three or four years, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be really hard if you move a lot. And I think homeschooling is really a great option if you as a parent feel that it's something you can do with your kids for if you move often. Okay. So then what were the best parts of homeschooling for you? We were very frequently told by our parents, you get to get your schoolwork done in two to four hours a day. Other kids are going to spend six to eight. You have the benefit of playtime. You get to be a kid, do all the stuff they wish they were doing. And sure enough, it was that way, you know, all the way through, even in high school, we only had to work half days. Um, my mother let us skip grades if we could prove that we could take the chapter test so we could get ahead in school. We were just proud of how speedily we could get through everything. That's awesome. I love that. So did, did you continue your homeschooling like all the way through your eight, 
till you were 18 or were you done before that if you were allowed to move forward at your own pace? Yes, I quit doing homeschool curriculum, I guess, 15. So 16 was probably completely community college courses. Mm-hmm. I was doing those as dual enrollment though. So I put them on my homeschool high school transcript and I put them on the college transcript as well. But that meant I graduated at 16 and went to college at 17. All right. So I actually believe that homeschooling is an excellent foundation for entrepreneurship. And you have dove into entrepreneurship. So when did you start your business? So I started my business a little over two years ago. So March, 2020. In retrospect, that's interesting timing. To me, it was just when I heard about this stuff and I wanted, I took like six weeks to dive into it in January and February and research the entire concept of online business and figure out if I wanted to do it, yes, no. Mm -hmm. I had, and so in March, I had a seven month old baby and I decided, never mind, I'm going to do this. I think that is so awesome. And I mentioned to Alyssa before we started that I have really considered teaching entrepreneurship to homeschooling moms. I'm positive I will do it. It's just a matter of whether I'm going to do it sooner or later. And which is sort of funny because as we're recording this, I recently put out an episode mentioning that I've joined a pretty high-end mastermind to help me with my business, but I'm still so much further ahead of somebody who's just getting started. I mean, I've, I have a wealth of knowledge around it at this point, but, um, but I think you just help is nice and having other entrepreneurs to collaborate with is nice, but an online business model, if for our listeners, if you have never thought about it is an outstanding way for a homeschooling parent to make money. So any of you listening, if you have questions about it, shoot me an email because If I have interest, I will most certainly offer something sooner than later. But yeah, so how are you balancing an online business with having a family? That was the interesting thing of starting. Part of my reason was so I didn't have to wait to pursue passions and helping other people till my kids were out of the house. The other part was I was looking for something to fill my time. Because when my husband switched to working from home with all the pandemic stuff, I had to get up to meet his schedule. I couldn't just sleep in however I wanted. So I had an extra two hours in my day. I already had three hours of free time. It's like, okay, well, I could listen to a podcast. I could read a book. I could exercise. I could journal. Five hours to fill? That made me feel like I would be a really selfish person. And how would I even fill five hours, you know? Mm. So I'm like, okay, I guess I do have the bandwidth for something else. I don't want to turn and start canning or gardening or something. Oh, online business. So I already had the time in my day. I just needed to deal with the delegating and the housework and figure out how to make homeschooling work in my non-working hours. So how did you, how did you dive into that with the delegating? Because I have found this to be true as well. I most certainly started delegating more after I started an online business because I had this other thing I wanted to do and I wasn't going to do it all anymore. Yes. So I thought I was having my kids help out a lot. And then when I realized, okay, actually I don't have 
like my, my mindset and my perception of myself has to shift that I am a work from home online business mom and a homeschooler and managing the house. So not that I was using nap time to clean, but it was a hard line. I am not using nap time to clean because I'm working on my business. So I had to shift it into, all right, the kids can do more chores. I did them at my age. It's not an issue. And this will be homeschooling time and this will be business time. So if the kids come out of the room at eight o'clock, that's mom time. I'm going to prep the Instapot. I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to change diapers. They go down for a nap. That's business time. So I just sort of switch during the day, which mode I'm in. And I don't, that satisfies not having to do it at once kind of a thing. I don't feel like I'm the laundry is taking away from the business. And then my kids don't have to feel like I'm spending time on the business instead of paying attention to them. They're in separate time buckets during my day. Yeah, it is totally possible to run an online business in about 10 hours a week. Very possible. And really your online business grows at your, at your pace. So whatever time you can give to it is great. And what you can't is okay because it's there waiting. It's not going anywhere. Now for me, I've definitely, I make it a priority to put out two podcast episodes every single week. So that I make sure is done, but all the other things I'm doing that nobody really sees, that's just happening as I can do it. So what were some of the first things that you delegated to your kids to get them more involved and help you have that time still. They were already doing part of the housework, the cleaning. So what I did instead is I looked, I listed out all of the cleaning chores and I said, okay, what ability level does it actually take to scrub the shower? I was still scrubbing the shower. I thought that I was the only person who could scrub the shower good enough. It was, I have preteens. Why can a preteen not scrub a shower compared to scrubbing a toilet? Why is the shower somehow higher priority? Like, oh, that's a false belief. (laughs) All right. I should take that off my list and teach them how to do this. Um, Some of the food prepping. If I'm going to need to spend 30 minutes every day doing some food prepping for the week or for that day, I have a couple of girls. They love cooking. I have a couple of boys. They love knives. <laughs> what if I say, go scrub this and go chop this for me? And stir fry will be a lot faster in the evening. Instead of saying, I need to do that, on top of saying, what are my business big three tasks for today and how much grading needs to get done for homeschooling? So it's okay. Yeah. I'm playing to their strengths, the cooking and the knives, and to my own priorities of I need to be grading and things like that. Yes. Yes. So can I share a little secret? So here's another way to get your kids to do the cooking. Um, (laughs) well, my oldest daughter loved cooking. My younger daughter didn't initially, but she does now. Like I honestly hardly ever cook anymore because the youngest daughter just wants to do all the cooking. Like she really enjoys it. And I'm like, you go for it, honey. Uh, it's appreciated, but not expected. Right. That's how I always put it. I appreciate it, but I don't expect it. You don't have to do it all. (laughs) So anyway, uh, but I burned a few things and they're like, mom, the pork chops are clinking. (laughs) And I can actually cook really well when I want to, but it just wasn't my priority anymore. And I was sort of rushed. And I was like, 
it was just sort of like this thing I didn't really want to do. And the kids were happy to take it over. So if you burn a few things, others will take it over. Don't do it good or they'll take it over. <laughs> That's terrible. It wasn't totally intentional, but there was a little intentionality behind it. Once I realized that I was like, hmm, I'm going to overcook a couple more things. I bet they'll cook. <laughs> some self-motivation I didn't say anything (laughs) anyway so delegating for sure I know I definitely quit doing the children's laundry around the same time that I started my online business because well actually do you want to know why I really quit doing their laundry because they would not unfold their grubby socks and we have animals like horses and chickens and they're out in the arena and would be running and their shoes are full of stuff. And I finally got frustrated with the wadded up clothes. I said, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. That's the real reason I quit doing that. I say, if you want to deal with your wadded up things, go right ahead, but I'm not going to, I drew a line in the sand. So, so how are some other, do you do like a chart or anything for your kids? I had started doing that and then the older ones, they didn't need it anymore. They felt it was very childish. I'm like, I can understand that. It's not treating you as a responsible, you know, two thirds of the way to an adult to say, here's your large chart chart. I want a magnet or a checkbox and something. So the younger ones, they liked it for a little while and then they start playing with all these magnets. So <laughs> I started going back to, okay, I'm just going to put it in my planner. What chores need to happen? If they start remembering from the daily reminders, I will praise them for their responsibility and initiative. And otherwise I'll just say when they get up, hey, remember, um, you gotta do these three things before you can go play. And when it's like a Saturday cleaning day, the mid schoolers know, okay, I'm probably gonna need to do this, this, and this. They may not remember all five cleaning tasks, but they will certainly remember two of them and they can get started on those on their own. Okay, so what other ideas do you have for delegating then? Take a look at everything, like your laundry example. I thought I was delegating laundry by telling my girls they have to do their own laundry and I do my laundry. I was like, well, that's fair, right? Well, okay, but I also have boys. I have a baby. I have towels. Who says the kids can't wash all the towels for the family? Like, does it have to be they can only do their own things and they can't do a family task, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, the baby's laundry. So I'm the mom, I should do the baby's laundry, right? Or I could say it's a kid laundry. It doesn't need special treatment, probably. If it has a special poopy stain, I will treat it and then I will throw it in so they can do it. The boys laundry, you know, mud and dirt and everything everywhere. Or I can make them do their own laundry. Maybe they think twice before they get some muddy. Or I can just say, you know what? You get muddy, that's fine. You just take care of it. I'm not going to get frustrated. And then at the time, the younger son was three but he was in the, I want to be helpful mode. So he would be moving the laundry to the dryer or from the dryer to the sofa because it means he can drive the laundry basket and make noise and it's a vehicle. Like, okay, I could, so I don't have to do all of it. I can just p- push the sofa and program it. He can do some of it. And then now that he's five, okay, you can do everything. He might moan and roll his eyes a bit, but okay, if you make so many dirty clothes, you need to buy some laundry, great, you can do that. And then, Yes, the you could do the family laundry sheets and towels, even suggesting to the ones that want to earn money. Do you want five cents more in your allowance this week? Well, you can do mommy's laundry if you want. 
I'll just put delicates in a delicate bag and train everyone. If you see a delicate bag, you take it out and you give it to mommy. You don't put it in the dryer. You know, I don't have to move my own clothes to the dryer mm-hmm. if they want to earn money and I want to be grading algebra homework. I can prioritize that way. It's okay. Yeah. You know, there's definitely a lot of decisions that we make as parents and I think it's very easy to fall into the habit of just doing it and doing it all. And your life will be so much easier. And whether you're running an online business or not, it's irrelevant. I think your children need to have that responsibility and that it is important for them to take on those tasks as they get older. And I actually think that's one of the benefits of homeschooling. I sort of feel like when your kids go to school, they are truly so busy. They're gone all day and then they come home with homework and, you know, you want to let them play. So I think it's very natural for a parent to maybe not have their kids do quite as much, but really they're part of that household too. And as much as, like you said, they're capable of doing a task, why not? Mm-hmm. And, and not that you abuse the situation, right? But it's not like your children are your little maids, but, um, you know, but they are, they live there. That is part of being a family. Part of being a household is we all pitch in and take care of things. That's how I see that. And it seems <laughs> that you do. So Alyssa has prepared a downloadable. What is it, Alyssa? checklist something for you guys a checklist okay so a downloadable checklist for you and what is this checklist this is the calendar sanity checklist since homeschooling moms were really busy so if your calendar is about to explode and your schedule is stressing you out every time you look at it this calendar sanity checklist is going to show you exactly what you need to do to banish the overcommitted woes so you'll get instant access to that so you can quit the busy because I think it's high time you de-stress your schedule right now and start living with more peace. Okay, so what types of, just a few little things that you have on that checklist, maybe one or So two. we're gonna go through what things you should be keeping on your calendar and whatnot because you're probably feeling overcommitted with too many things going on with the kids, maybe church and all the groceries and the errands. What about park outings? You know, how many shoulds are living in your calendar? We need to start getting rid of those, getting rid of those shoulds. Yeah, for sure. So to get Alyssa's checklist, check the link in the show notes below, and that link will take you right to it. So Alyssa, thank you so much and for sharing a little bit of your story. And if you'd like to come on and visit another time about homeschooling some more, I love visiting with parents about their homeschooling experiences with their kids, how they do that and how they were homeschooled when it's somebody like you who was a homeschooled. Sure. I really enjoyed this. We should do it again. I hope that you enjoyed all the conversation about homeschooling and entrepreneurship as a homeschooling parent and that you can take some of the tips that Alyssa brought to the conversation about delegating so that maybe you don't feel quite so overwhelmed as a parent. Also, I want to remind you, if you have any interest in learning about how to start or run an online business while working from home and homeschooling your children, shoot me an email 
And if I have enough interest, I would most certainly offer something to help you all out. Also, if you would like to listen to more interviews that we have featured on the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast, go to homeschoolthinktank.com slash interviews. Again, that's homeschoolthinktank.com slash interviews. All right, live and learn your way. My name is Jackie, and I am your host of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you for listening to the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to follow this podcast and share it with a friend. Remember to check the show notes for a link to the article that corresponds with this podcast episode. In this article, we'll include any links that we mentioned in this episode. And remember that you can search all of the Homeschool Think Tank Parenting Podcast episodes at homeschoolthinktank.com.